0: I've been getting more flexible, which is it's cool, huh? Do you get tired ever?
1: I mean, yeah. What do you mean?
0: I don't know. I'm more I'm kind on, of tired. Just working on this theory. So there's Mike Reezy, who we know, <laughs> and then our my friend Brandon, who I've been skating with, and they're both just nonstop, insanely hyper, and it seems like they never get tired. And you're kind of I think with exercise, stuff energy I guy, kind of do that. Just, you know what I mean?
1: I can keep going for a long time. Yeah. but. Uh, yeah, that's that's like sort of a loaded question depending on what's going on in your life sure. too. So like Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, like with everything going on with me, I've been way more tired and way less driven. So I keep showing up and doing things, but I get It's like I, I exercise usually is like a proper not escape, but it's a proper like you're in the moment and I'm in a zone right now where I actually Most of the time can't only be in that moment. Yesterday in the hero workout, I was only in that moment. Yeah. And I was getting, doing, you know, ring muscle ups and muscle ups and squats and deadlifts and power cleans. But no, there's a lot of workouts and stuff now where it's like, if your head's not in the right spot, you get, I get more tired and I don't do as well. Like dude basketball on Sunday. I was like, i was doing okay but not doing terribly well and i was getting annoyed for the first time ever i was like "Fucking sucks i'm angry and i was like this oh whoa this is reflective so i do i have a high capacity for work endurance in time yeah. and like a lot of time and i can keep going pretty hard for a long time like i wasn't tired at the end of basketball my feet were but i w- i could have kept going if that makes any sense yeah it does yeah yeah
0: yeah, I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know if that is at all. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to tap into people's mindsets who seem like they don't ever have, have to stop. Some of that I don't know if is healthy,
1: though. I think some of those people have, like, it built in in terms of, like, a survival instinct of, like, if you stop, then there's danger. And I don't think I'm exactly mm-hmm. there, but I know that that's where I've been in the past.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, there's two ways to look at it. There's ways to look at it in terms of, is what you're doing an escape from something that you don't really like? Sure. Where I'm looking at it is how do I have just more work, capa- mm. more capacity?
1: Yeah, I don't know if what's happened. Maybe some of that for me was learned too, where it was like, because I helped start Verve and there's just shit that happened where you had to just, you had to, that it taught me, you know, if you go for three months without one day off from basically five till minimum nine o'clock at night every day, give or take, it's like somehow... Somehow it just gets built into you that you, like, just can keep going because you just had to. And Mm. so sometimes that just happens for me. I was
0: talking to my friend about this yesterday. I won't say their name because whatever. But we were talking about work. So they work for a um, big, huge corporate situation. And they were talking about how the structure is just fucking nuts. So, you know, you've got a team and then you've got – several different levels of management all communicating with some form of upper management and then supervisors and managers and there's a difference between it's just this huge thing anyway we were talking about bringing stuff to work they're like yeah someone on my team you know was just like yeah i was thinking about this thing and it was really affecting me and you know i didn't like that i'm not your you know i'm not really your therapist like yeah you know just seems unprofessional. So it started this whole conversation about what is professional, what has to stay at work, what doesn't have to stay at work. Mm -hmm. Um, What is your responsibility as a leader? What are you allowed to bring to the table? And then the reason I transitioned into that is because this person is definitely the hardest charger Mm -hmm. ever. Like had a, surgery and didn't want to miss their review the next day. So they're supposed to be bedridden, but they came into work just to get their review, even though I'm sure, you know, they could probably push the review for, (laughs) you know, uh, a week or whatever until (laughs) until you recover from your surgery. And, you know, chronic overwork because super high performer and feels like that's what their whole, yeah, that's what the secret sauce is, right? What's your secret sauce? Oh, my secret sauce is working harder than everybody else showing up like a motherfucker. Mm. And I was like, I don't know, you know, I'm looking at you and, you know, from my perspective, your secret sauce is that you're really smart and you work harder probably than most people. But you could also, I'll yeah, pr- I probably get away with eighty percent or seventy percent of what you're putting in, and maybe have still, more, still crush and yeah. be healthier because some of the like you know going to work. You know, after you've had a, a big surgery when you're not supposed to is actually self-destructive, not, not high-performing. <laughs> totally. And the way people view that, and they're like, "Well, you know," but if I show up at seventy percent, that's a step down, and that's right. not my. But you're only viewing that yourself. Best, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like in terms of you, sure, but, but only you're still you know working that. harder than probably everybody else. And also, is the goal actually to work harder than everybody else, yeah. or is the goal to get the job done really well. And there's maybe a million ways to do that. And then it just got even more <coughs> exploded because my other friends like, well, you know, you're looking at it from terms of a coffee shop. You guys, uh, you guys have baristas. These are executives and this and that. And I was like, I get that one. I don't spend most of my time working with baristas. Yeah. I spend most of my time working with our leadership group. Right. Um, And also, this is where my belief systems were coming into play. I was like, I don't like just because corporate works that way doesn't mean that that's the best and only way for it to work. No, no. no. So sure. Your company culture might encourage that, but I don't think it has to be like that. Sure. And you know, everyone's job is super important. People have a lot of, I'm on a big rant tangent, but people have a ton of limiting beliefs about not just themselves, but about their, jobs and how they can show up to their jobs. Like it, everything's not gonna get done if I don't yeah literally kill myself to do the work. And mm-hmm. I don't I, I just don't think that's true. And I don't think that's the kind of stamina that we need.
1: Well no, it's pr- it's true that we don't need that kind of stamina. The problem is the workplace cultures reward the person who is that insanely high show or upper performer therefore everybody feels like the pressure to be that otherwise they won't get and that's that needs to change that's tr- that is true that's shitty though because it's, it's not
0: helpful it means but also we have to look at it in a like from a 360 degree point of view so if right. we are employees or employers and we get those rewards and those rewards usually come in increased status and increased money. And the thing that's also tacked I asked, I, this person's looking at leveling up and they're probably going to level up even though they've leveled up multiple times. And they're like, yeah, you know, looking at getting this thing, which means I'm like, forget about what I'm doing right now. I'm going to have to do even more. And I'm like, well, I don't actually agree with that. Well, um, yeah, I think maybe you're gonna get the more responsibility. You're gonna get more responsibility, or you're gonna get leveled up because you're already doing what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. But I guess what I'm actually trying to say is, with the increased money and increased status, usually comes an increase in stress and an increase sure. in just that. Oh my god, overwhelm mm-hmm. in cultures that are rewarding those right things. so you can get continually rewarded you're like oh my god I make as a- your life consistently gets worse yeah <laughs> i mean that's the problem it's right better and worse at the same time
1: it's only better if, i mean yeah i mean that's where our philosophy doesn't that's really golden- jive with that because it doesn't actually get better with the more you have for everybody i mean it's like jim carrey's talked about it over and over and over again you get everything you want and you're super unhappy still it's because it's not actually everything you want the other the other part is that potential percentage left on the table where you could or what that you could leave on the table and still be successful and maybe feed all the stuff that actually matters or else you could find yourself very rich and very sad
0: what is what if what if there's um um this magic sweet spot so it's a you work yourself to death you get a lot done you yeah. get a raise you <sighs> get more status at work, everything's going. And because of that, the workplace is super productive. Mm -hmm. What if there's a curve? What if there's this curve to where if everyone says, hey, you know, let's just back off a little bit. Right. Not in showing up and trying. I think that's where people get it twisted because people are saying like, oh, you're not working hard. It's like, no, no, no. You show up when you show up and you kick ass for the time that you're there. Sure. But then when you're not there, You don't have to take calls. You're allowed to not be there. You know, one in the morning. You don't have to do all this other weird shit. You don't have to have the stress and anxiety. You know, you're just off when you're off. Those big corporate jobs don't allow that, it seems. I know, but I'm wondering what happens if they allowed that. I think, this is is just me thinking in real time, what would happen is you would see initially a decrease in productivity. Briefly. Uh Briefly. And then if everybody was, if the culture was actually supporting it, you would see an increase in creativity happiness, and innovation creativity, too. innovation and then over time even with less throttle you would probably see an increase in productivity again because all of those other metrics creativity happiness you know right. job satisfaction are higher right and in those environments people do better work right so even if you're showing up less let's say you move the work just to make it simple you move the work week to four days instead of five days right showing up for eight hours less in a better mood with a more open mind eager to do the work that you have to do because no one's got a fucking gun to your head Mm -hmm. and then everything's fine right but then i think that's totally possible
1: well that's not even to mention all the money that a lot of these places spend on all of the things that make it look cool in there like all the workout places and the cool dining, which the dining might need to stay somewhat, but like whatever, all the right, the game rooms, the this, the that, the other, they like make it feel awesome that basically very few people end up using. And the whole point to have them there is to keep them from doing and spending time on the space outside of work. Yeah. So they could save a lot of money in terms of all the things that they buy to make it look awesome, to make you get addicted to work and instead potentially, yeah, have a happier retention level higher place of work with a culture
0: that breeds betterment i feel like that could be real the problem it could be real the problem is once that happens once you get to that increased productivity you know let's keep going on the four-day work week just because it's easy to deal with you get to that place where everyone's mind is open everyone's doing really good things the the goals are being met and if they're not being met everything's moving forward at a sustainable rate right wow this is a good place to be and then you know all it takes is for one person in charge or the the leadership to to see that not as oh wow this is a really good situation we've got here or they could look at it like hmm there's still that extra day that that no one's coming in on Friday. So we're actually not at our potential. Mm -hmm. And then they take the gun out again and put it up against everyone's head again. And it's like, then you squeeze the juice, then productivity goes back up for a little bit. And they're like, Oh my God, yes, it's working. I'm the fucking best manager ever. And then everyone's
1: bummed. (laughs) I mean, that's, I think maybe always the issue, right? Is you have these places that go public in some capacity and the whole Mm -hmm. point then becomes metrics. And that, is tough it doesn't have to be that way it if you is, can go out culturally it is that way But though. culturally, it's, it's that it's, way right because yeah. that they, what they'll do with the your, your example of the four-day work week is say well our percentages are down or our percentages could be increased this much with not only that day but if we do this that and the other and we're allowing all this extra free time but really if we had them you know we just paid them a little bit more but had them on the clock able all this time then we're going to be able to get this much more percentage out of this and this much more percentage of that. And if we cut that, we do. And it's just those people are oftentimes their whole job is just to do that, which doesn't necessarily reflect on all the shit that happens on the other side of it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, when you're running an organization based off of a single metric only. Yeah. Money. Your Money. You're basically cooking up a stew with all kinds of bad ingredients because you're, you're setting the tone for you to do something really, really shitty, setting the tone for you to do something that you don't want to do and probably don't agree with in the name of that shareholder. Right. You know, that's, that's, you know, that's the widely accepted. I, um, uh, framework for what a corporation is you know you got yeah. that Milton Friedman mm-hmm. shareholder supremacy where it's like uh, the goal of an organization is to increase its value to the shareholders by any means necessary right. and that's you Has know nothing to do with the people s- and you have people doing really lame things to mm-hmm. increase that balance sheet and it doesn't it's weird that it doesn't matter that we have all these examples of Seeing when it goes really, really wrong, like m- recently, you have the Wells Fargo scandal where they're, right. you people are incentivized to just open shit tons of fraudulent accounts that don't exist because the culture is rewarding that, or you know the the two thousand and eight bubble that burst right. because you got all of these mortgages really smart, and shady loans, people. Like, I don't even know what the term for that is, but yeah, you know I when loans are leveraged watch on other it. loans yeah. and then split up into a million different pieces and then nobody's actually responsible right. for the loan. and but the it, money's there. And it's, it's crazy because there's relatively little punishment for these egregious activities. It's like, you know, Wells Fargo got slapped on the wrist, I think, for, you know, millions of dollars for right. something that was way bigger than that. <laughs> You know, and with uh, in 2008, it's like, oh, man, we actually can't let these we're people just, fail. Yeah. Like we're going to pay for them yeah. to bail them out because our economy is supposedly so leveraged on them. Isn't that crazy? It's gnarly. Yeah, there's no accountability and responsibility. Well, so
1: Victor Frankl's Yes to Life book, he keeps talking about how we just continuously reduce humans to the numbers that they create and not the value that they are. And that's essentially what all of this is and why it's can feel so disgusting is that the group of people who make all of the decisions aren't considering humans, they're considering productivity and they're essentially reducing human life worth to their ability to be productive. Yeah. Which is
0: disgusting. It's weird. And I, I get so mad when people aren't held accountable because when you're not held accountable, you have, no reason to change your behavior yeah you just you have know what we're f- saying is you can set up these entities run them in a really shitty way and if you're big enough and have enough money there's actually no consequences so just keep doing what you're doing i mean positionally that can happen too right like, you get to crazy. the level of the sea
1: level and then you can just keep getting fired and hired because you're on the sea level and keep moving around sea level to sea level kind of theoretically messing up people or businesses and consistently consistently though grow your resume and your theoretical value to
0: corporate c-level yeah and that's a that's a different that's a different one because there are people in that sphere who because of who they know or who they've been in contact with in the past have so much i don't know we'll call it power sure that it makes it a little bit more difficult for people to be you know what i worked with jared at his former job and jared fucking sucks actually i know everybody loves jared and he's super popular and he works for all these good companies but jared's actually a complete dick he doesn't care about people he does a bad job and he leaves all the companies that he works for worse than they were in the first place and he takes a whole shitload of money doing it like it's hard to say that because you say that then everybody who is in your pocket is like yeah don't ever fuck with chris again like he's blacklisted from everything Mm -hmm. like isn't that weird it's gnarly it's it's hardcore (laughs) it's super gnarly and it's
1: all in the name of more
0: the cat and cloud podcast is sponsored by steeped coffee steeped coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag you don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. No matter where you are, all you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh. And it's got this special immersion filter, and the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples. So there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise you can get your hands on steeped coffee at SteepedCoffee.com. that's s-t-e-e-p-e-d coffee.com asking your local retail stores to start carrying steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch if you happen to be in santa cruz come on by any of the cat and cloud locations we have it there for you Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. I mean, I think that's kind of been our frustration, though, with the
1: world and business and life anyways. It's like everybody wants to have a certain amount of wealth, and I think that's fair. Like, there's nothing wrong with having a, uh, the wealth needed to have a good life. But the problem is, like, it just never stops. Like, the bar just gets raised higher and higher and higher. And it's like, I need yachts and I need this and I need that. And that's where it's, it's, it'd be nice to have some sort of, I don't, I don't think socialism is the right word, but that's what everybody will assume I'm talking about, right? Where you kind of cap, you cap people at a certain level and then you allow for the extra to start spreading out further. And I know that's a semi socialist idea, but.
0: It is a semi-socialist idea, and I, f- I don't think that is – the well, that's not the way I would do it. Yeah. Because I think the thing that's still missing from that whole scenario is the personal responsibility. It's sure. someone telling you, yeah, yeah. hey, if you get to this level, that's it. You're done. And right. That's not what I'm – Where it's totally. like, I think what we need culturally is – and we'd have to baby step there. Yeah. But – you know let's take the simplest workplace example like just maybe accept the fact that you don't need to kill yourself sure for 12 hours a day to do good work like maybe accept that that's possible like yeah. that's phase 1 and if those thoughts start to trickle up and become widely accepted then we get into what our vision is which hopefully there's more there's more companies like us right where it's like ah we could do more Mm -hmm. we could make more money we still want to make money and provide to be able to spread our message message and take care of the people who are around us so if we're talking about you know we could theoretically scale infinitely without being completely irresponsible you know and needing to have yachts but it's it's accepting that like hey i'm gonna leave i'm not actually i think leaving something on the table is even a bad way to put it but it's like I'm going to focus my metrics around several different things. Yes. Where it's like, cool, I want to do what's right for the company and provide because it helps me spread my mission. Um, I want. My workplace to be filled with people who enjoy what they do and feel fulfilled at the end of the day, and I want to provide paths for growth for people who want to, mm-hmm. you know, level up in certain ways right. and do things that are fun for, for me and others around me. You know, mm-hmm. they, I don't know what they are. They, I just made that shit up, right? Right. But it's like if you have something like that, then you can put the lenses on, and they can steer you in that direction of, um. Okay, cool. Here's what's gonna be right for all of those things. Like, right, it's a balance of things. It's like checks and balances for your workplace. Whereas that's now totally. we only have one, which is make fucking more money. Yeah, make, the corporate one. Make, make e- more money and make it faster. Make even more money and race against somebody else. Yeah, because I mean,
1: ideally, well, like the way the pre the presumption in what I was suggesting is that everybody can still grow. It's just you don't get to be that person who. Basically, there's these people, and then there's the above this list, and this list above always grows, where this list never grows. And so you're right. like There needs to be an accountability and ability for people to work and continuously grow. But the difference would be uh, that C-level always is going to take a 20% raise, while everybody else is going to take 4%. But the 20% is so much more. You know what I'm saying? That's more more what I mean when it sounds socialist. That would not be the idea. The idea would be more like, we're actually... The higher up you get, the less percentage you're going to take because it's all so much more. And we're going to work on spreading that with the people who are going to help us continue to forever grow, spread our message, make the world a better place. And and that's where I feel like you could, in many corporations, work out such a better world for people, and then incentivizes them to actually do good work and not and to care about their day and to find value in what they do versus, no matter what I do here, no matter how hard I work. I'm the highest performer by a landslide every year and I'm capped at a 4% raise no matter what year after year I can maybe I can get maybe more than 5% tops because that's how this corporation works unless I get a new job.
0: Right. That's how life works unless you get a new job. That's yeah. Why so many people can't, that's why you can't stay at a job right
1: now. Right. And that's, that's the part where I feel ideal. My idealistic mind would be like, maybe if there was a way to work that into play, even at a lesser degree to what I'm talking about, it would probably be very, very valuable.
0: I, yeah, I have a hard time with the 4% year over year. me too. I am a, I'm a big pay for performance guy. Yeah. Which it. It's hard to do when we only have a coffee
1: company right now. I don't know. I'm sure it sounds
0: weird talking about what we were talking about. Again, I have to make the distinction that I would expect the people around me to show up and do really awesome work and work really hard. And that doesn't have anything to do with, Crushing yourself or killing yourself. Like Mm -hmm. you can be a super high performer and also have some sort of um, healthy boundary with work (laughs) and the things that go with it. But yeah, I I mean, I think we've. I mean, we've seen it a few times, but I I think you need to open. Well, that's the thing. It's like we have some investment, but it's so minuscule in terms of you know the. I mean, I guess we could share it. What are the like the overall percentage of the company, it's like it's, seven, it's like seven-ish under percent, under seven, yeah. yeah. And it's all with people that we are friends with, who we've known for for many, many years, and have yeah. they perso- believe in our long personal play. relationships with. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of that, it's um, we can kind of do whatever we want, right? So, if there's the trust is there for us too. let's say if we opened three new stores, right, and said. Nicole, all of these three stores are going to have kitchens. It is now your job to figure out the kitchens for all of these three stores. Um, Hire a team, whatever you need to do. It's a lot more work than you're going to do right now. So we're going to give you this fucking huge lump sum raise, whatever Mm -hmm. that is, well above 4%. Sure. We can do that. And no one's going to be like, why would you do that? They're going to be like, yeah, that's great. Mm Cool. Cool. Pay for performance. You do that in a setting where the company is basically owned mostly by investors and you have to justify every right. raise they, to they'll everyone. Never agree. And they're like, well, somebody will never agree. You know, I know you're going to give her four times the work, but I, can we just Look keep it at 4%? Look how much we could make. Like, if we, yeah. yeah. Like we like, can skim a little bit more. The income and will come and, like and, this you know, and we'll give her
1: some, but then we'll take the rest for this group. And
0: Yeah. It's weird to send like disproportionate amounts of the money away to people who aren't doing the work mm-hmm. even though they're f- there's so many different levels i'm sure my uh ignorance and business is going to come out here but it's not like um let's say you started a restaurant and mm-hmm. like you're like some sort of financier let's say sure. jared's got a lot of money sure. and chris yeah, wants yeah. to open a restaurant right. and Here's jared's like hey you know i'll give you half a million to open this restaurant yeah. i just I, you know i want a piece of this this is our agreement yeah Wh- whatever in that sense it makes sense. We, you know, we connect, we decide what we're going to do with the money. Right. You don't do the work, but you get You a certain, fund a dream. You fund a dream so right. you get a certain percentage of the profits of that dream. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah. when we're talking about like board meetings, it's not like people helped build those companies with like huge personal investment on their own. They just happen to sit on a board or own shares of stock. It just feels a little bit weirder to me. It feels like a lot more convoluted Mm -hmm. where it's like, I don't understand why. Like, yeah, I mean, I understand. I totally understand. But it's like freedom style of economics. I just don't think it's the best way possible. I think there's a way where investors can still make decent money. Yeah. And you can run a company that works and people are stoked to be there and you're doing good things as a company. And is it going to be maybe less money to the investors at the end of the day? Sure, maybe. Maybe for a time. But it's still going to be a great investment. Yeah, I I think that's just where
1: it gets weird, right? Is that oftentimes people take investment without the relationship and they take investment because they just need, right? And so they don't realize potentially that they're getting into – business and to debt essentially to somebody who doesn't necessarily care about them or their vision they just are like oh this person's hungry and i'm going to be able to cash in on this hunger and that's you know there's a much different kinds of investors the investor who's just the angel investor who's like i got a shit ton of money i'm gonna give it to you make sure i get it back at this point i'm never talking to you again you got the investor who actually is interested in the process hopefully and cares a shit ton about it and is there to assist but believe so they give you the money and they're like hey hit me up with whatever you need I'll bring contacts I'll bring whatever and then you got the I mean there's probably more but then you got the investor who's like here's all this money and I will be getting a lot of this money back and if you don't get it a certain way I'm gonna step in and start telling you how to do it but guess what I don't know anything about your business and I'm going to start making decisions for it if if it doesn't go the way I'd like it to, which could mean I need to open four more locations to make me my money back. And that's problem, where shit gets bad.
0: Yeah. And the problem with the kid who's looking at starting a business is might it might not. not be super clear that that person is that kind of person when you first meet them. That is this scary total, danger. You know, wolf in sheep's clothing. Where you can get a college
1: loan when you're 18 and they tell you it's great to sign, sign that thing and get your 50 grand.
0: Yeah, what the fuck is that? It's the same thing. It's fucking nuts. It's the Same thing. Yeah, that's they know that's they're gonna even, make their money that's on even you. Even gnarlier because it's right. all encouraged by the government well, yeah, and federally and everybody backed everybody by the government. Like that's just crazy. It's all the similar principle though. It's like right, we're
1: happy to take money from people who don't know shit. Right, and and the thing is, is the investor. The investor is always on the hook I guess if they give money and the business goes out of business. So they have to be smart enough but at the same time you can write yourself in a lot of leeway I mean, as the investor. I'm not saying they should get nothing, you no, know? No, I mean, they're
0: putting up the money. There is value yeah. in that. Like it it like that is real. They should get something. It yeah. should be a good investment for both parties. Yeah. But I think there's just a We have a culture of maximizing, Mm -hmm. and we might be better if we had a culture of optimizing. Look at that line, dude. Put it on your Instagram. (laughs) Put that on the story, baby. Maximize or optimize. It's your choice. (laughs) I just got you the fucking title. I got you the the clip. Optimize Prime. (laughs) It's my new Transformer. Our new company, Optimize Prime. Optimize Let us Prime. optimize your business yeah. so you'll be putting out Prime Your product. packages will not come overnight. Don't sue us, And Amazon. it's okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck
1: yourself. Talk uh. to Leo. He might fuck you first. Hey-oh. Wait, yeah. who's Leo? DiCaprio. You should watch it. Which one? Leonardo DiCaprio. It's a whole meme going around right now. Actually, it's not a meme. There's a video of Jeff Bezos and his girlfriend and his girlfriend meeting... Leo, and it's very obvious that she's hyper enamored with him, <laughs> and is basically giving him hyper googly eyes. That's and Bezos awesome. just gonna sit there like, "Yeah, man, I'm a guy. What you I'm do you going do? I'm the richest dude? men in the world. I flew to the moon. Yippee ki motherfucker!" Yeah, <laughs> which means nothing when you're standing next to Leo, dude. I know. And Leo's so Bezos it. put out uh, a picture the next day of him standing by a like a, a cliff sign that says like, "And it says hey Leo, come over here.'"
0: And it's like a cliff behind him, like, "Don't come close, cliff, well, dangerous." Having fun with it. Yeah. Well. That <laughs> Imagine your billionaire space-traveling ego being bruised. Oh, my God. Imagine, (laughs) if you will, that maybe he's not very happy and Um, he has all the money in the world. Imagine that everybody who's around you and pretends to love you might actually not. Oh, gosh. And there you have it the full circle of what could be if you care more about imagine the money. having all of that money and using it to just that was a meme too did you see that where someone's posting like the dude with the fucking most money on earth is just blowing it to take like amusement rides into space <laughs> instead of helping other people now they're trying to like <laughs> pledge
1: money to the rainforest and stuff people it's like a new push i think
0: yeah anyway it doesn't really matter i mean they better pledge more that's a lot more they got to tell people what to do with their money i i i I am not one of those i think they're you know we're we're (sighs) (sighs) however it works we're playing this game and we're in we're involved in this game too which is called capitalism and everyone here is playing it americanism we are playing it like you and i are playing it and it's you know it's working for us and it's 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 funny to look at the disparity between like hyper, hyper rich and super, super poor and see that in a microcosm in your own um, in your own little sphere, which is, you know, we've stacked the work up, we've put in the time, we've taken the risk to build this thing and because of that, in terms of, you know, earnings, we earn a lot more than someone who just started an organization, sure. that makes sense. It's interesting, though. So I'm not like, dude, people who m- make all their money need to give it away. But it's interesting when you have so much fucking money that you can't spend you it You never would be able to spend it all. yeah, Because the amount of interest that you're earning on your investments on daily. billions of dollars yeah. daily is just astronomical. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot run out of money. So a lot of the money that you give even though it is a lot of money and they're contributing way more than we are because we don't have that, that kind of could. extra money right it's still peanuts in terms of their entire earnings mm-hmm. there is a wiser you should link a podcast seth gun did a podcast it was a couple years ago but it was i think the title of the podcast is bill gates has a problem and it is on this very thing. And it mm-hmm. talks about the philanthropy and the oh, right. out, of, out of balance between the philanthropy and just the sheer yeah. earnings from right. interest on just people millions and millions the, of millions The Gates, of dollars. Bill sure. and Melinda Gates Foundation, like they're killing it. And it's yeah. like,
1: yeah, but also they're writing all that off and actually just making more money off of it a lot of the time. Yeah. And the yeah.
0: idea isn't uh, – um, um, bag on people for not doing enough or say that it doesn't matter, but it's like, look at the potential of what's more, what's hard, what's possible optimize. And then you can, you know, like you can set your family up to have insane generational wealth. And like, imagine if you threw all, like, let's say you had two kids. I don't know how many fucking kids Bill Gates has. I don't know how many kids Bezos has, whatever. Like, let's say you gave your kids, you know, a little starter pack of, Some poultry version of millions. (laughs) A little poultry. (laughs) Give him like one (laughs) egg's worth of a billion. (laughs) What is that? Give him like 10 Bitcoin or something. I know. (laughs) He probably has like that. I don't know. Whatever. And then use the rest of the money to figure out all the shit that's actually happening. You would think. I don't know. But they don't want to. Or somebody doesn't want to think about that. Somebody doesn't want to use that. And I'm saying I don't actually get how figure it works. out, not just donate it, because I think there is this whole... Oh, right. Um, just give them money and walk away. Just give away. people money. Yeah, there's, there's You some, figure it out. Right, right, yeah. right. I think, I think that's a lot of... But that's uh, what investment
1: is. You figure it out. You figure it you out. You figure it out. You figure it there's out. There's a book called The Go-Giver the by go-giver. Bob Gurr. It's a short book, but it's really good. And it just... It talks about a really, really successful... It talks about... It's essentially speaking to the culture that we would are talking about in a way. And it's just this really successful person and somebody's at their corporate job at the top of the level and they're something goes wrong and they want to learn and be better. And they go to try to meet with this person. And essentially this person introduces them to five people along the way. And then you find out at the end, they're all connected because of somebody in the story. And, and anyway, it's worth a look, but there's just the whole idea of you can be really, really impactful without having to go 110,000 miles an hour all the time. And that impact can be worth more than that 110,000 ever would be. No matter what, it all comes down to spending the time to do it wisely, to use your time wisely, to use your connections wisely, to care and not to just think about maximizing every single thing possible to, to squeeze every ounce of energy out of anything. Because if you can leave energy, then that energy can then be, you know, added up and passed along pay to somebody else and anyway. if you can pay that energy forward then something changes if you use all that energy for your benefit and maybe one other person's benefit there's no energy left there's only capital and then that capital goes what you have to go use it on sucking somebody else's energy away potentially right if you don't have any or you have to take a huge break and, and relax uh and I, I just think about tech companies when i'm thinking like this right because i imagine they're throwing a shit ton of money away, away in failures because everything is a race to be the first to or the next next, always. It's just that's all it is. What's next? What's next? What's what ne- and the minute you're done with something, you're starting on the next thing. And there's no fucking way that they're not wasting, in, in, in appropriately some ways, right? R&D has, you have to fail to move forward. But how much are they wasting in terms of, of
0: human capital? where they could probably slow down. See, I don't even know if uh, yeah. R&D is part of the process and I don't even know it's like what are they how much are they wasting? It's more of what are they wasting it on? Yeah, both of those fall into the same mental scope for me. It's you just You know like, what? Like let's say we took that amazing machine that is tech and instead of trying to figure out how to create social media right. platforms that make it incredibly obvious where they're just like mining for people's information. Like, like information. What if we put that into something else? What if we said, yeah, okay, maybe there is a bigger goal rather than getting more money from advertisers. Maybe there's a better reason to um, use Google or create uh, this br- Chrome rather than putting fucking you know whoever wants to pay for these ads at the top of my search bar like maybe there's a bigger thing you know maybe there's maybe there's a bigger problem that we can use these billions of dollars and all these super fucking smart people to solve totally it's like great all we, these have, we have everything and now my phone listens to me and tells me if i said something about a bicycle i can open up instagram and get bike ads yeah. that's what we're doing <laughs> that's, that's good Good. I'm so glad. I'm so proud I'm of us. I'm so proud. Yes, dude. Humanity has come such I'm a long way. so proud of us. Way. We, we listen in and we, are we are selling subconsciously
1: space. sell to people who ps- forgot they talked about a thing that they don't even want, but now they kind of want a little more. was capitalizing on people's
0: addiction of convenience. I was like, I'll do anything bad. as long as it's convenient, and now I know that I need well, here's, here's the thing. What I so know. So let's take those failures. Let's take that money. Let's let's fucking solve an actual problem. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, what I
1: really know now is that we've all, blacklisted ourselves and this podcast probably won't even be seen because the algorithms will be like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> don't put it out. <laughs> oh, no. You didn't. I don't even know what to say, dude. That's, that's the best part. And I
0: think I'm all, point. if you like this... Keep liking it. Tell your friends about tell it. somebody. Yeah. Like, That subscribe. was it. It's the right podcast. Mm. Mix it up. <laughs> Put it on a podcast. Sweep the levels. we Cat Cloud Coffee. Anywhere podcasts Cloud are Coffee. served. That's it. At Cat
1: Cloud Coffee. YouTube band, Patreon, Instagram and shit. We'll tell you about stuff. And you tell us what you want. It will be a hit. The song.